Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Leadership Now with me, Dan Pontifrac. Wow, is today ever special? Uh, we are here today with Alan Malali. I hope I can call you a friend, uh, Alan, but uh, Alan, served, Alan served as uh, president and chief executive officer of the Ford Motor Company and as a member of Ford's board of directors from September 06 through to June 2014. He led Ford's transformation into one of the world's leading automobile companies and the number one automobile brand in the United States. He guided Ford in working together, keyword there, or key two words, on a compelling vision, comprehensive strategy, and implementation of the one Ford plan to deliver profitable growth for all of the company's stakeholders. A couple keywords in there as well, Alan. We're going to get into those. Prior to joining Ford, Malali served as executive vice president of the Boeing Company, president and CEO of Boeing Commercial Airplanes, and president of Boeing Information Space and Defense Systems. Throughout his career, Malali has been recognized for his contributions, industry leadership, and service, including being named number three on Fortune's World's Greatest Leaders, one of the 30 World's Best CEOs by Barron's Magazine, one of the world's most influential people by Time Magazine, and Chief Executive of the Year by Chief Executive Magazine. Lolly previously served on President Obama's United States Export Council. He served as co-chairman of the Washington Competitiveness Council and has served on the advisory board sorry, of the National Aeronautics and Space Administration, NASA, for those that don't know, the University of Washington, the University of Kansas, the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, and the United States Air Force Scientific Advisory Board. He currently serves on the boards of directors of Google, Carbon 3D, and the Mayo Clinic. Alan holds Bachelor and Master of Science degrees in Aeronautical and Astronautical Engineering from the University of Kansas and a Master's in Management from the Massachusetts Institute of Technology as an Alfred P. Sloan Fellow. Alan, it is so good to see you. We've got so much to cover here today. First of all, thank you for taking the time. Uh, I have learned so much from you vicariously and recently in the last year or so when we got to know each other directly. Um, first question, you are obviously known for your leadership at Boeing and Ford. So I'm hoping that you could share with us kind of your leadership and service journey. Over to you. Well, you bet. And it's a pleasure to be with you, uh, Dan. And I, I just have to comment that when you, um, when you shared that I was named the number three leader in the world, I'm sure that uh, everybody wants to know how I feel about that being number three. But I just want you to know that the Pope was number one, and I'm okay with that because I want to get to heaven. <laughs> Fair enough. So uh, respecting my leadership formation and journey, I, I, it's kind of maybe fun to start with uh, growing up. And uh, we had very modest means, very little, uh, few resources but we had two parents that just absolutely loved us and uh, taught us that if we learn to work together with people, uh, we can make a big difference to the greater good. And so um, every day when, when I got ready to go to school, my mom or my dad Dan, would say, so I remember what the purpose of life is. Uh, and I would say, oh yes, mom, it's to love and be loved. And she would say, and remember honey, in that order. <laughs> Thank you very much. And then the next day my dad would say, well, you know, to serve is to live. I said, oh, that's great, Dad. Thank you very much. Next day, they would say like something like, uh, it's nice to be important, but it's more important to be nice. Thanks, uh -oh. Mom. And then 
uh, one of my favorites was if you learn to work together with other people, then you're gonna you're gonna be able to contribute to the greater good. Uh, also, one that really made a difference is expect the unexpected and expect to deal with it in a positive way. And another then is lifelong learning and continuous improvement. And then uh, respect everyone. We're all creatures of God and we are worthy of being respected and loved. And uh, the last one, uh, which I think I, you might want to talk about is um, that develop an integrated life. And that is your life's work. So uh, that led me to uh, uh, deciding to, I loved airplanes, I loved math, uh, I loved physics, and I loved art. And uh, I found my first love uh, in, air, in airplanes, uh, graduated from the University of Kansas, you said, with aeronautical and astronautical uh, degrees. And I found my first love at Boeing and Boeing commercial airplanes. And that was so important because uh, they're one of the most, uh, uh, the best uh, design manufacturing companies in the world. The products are phenomenal. And also I realized early on that they're really about getting people together. And if you can get people together around the world, we can find out we have more in common than we're different. And so combining my working together principles and practices that I learned with, um, uh, with Boeing, after all the things I did uh, for service with you know, working in the grocery store and the lawn mowing business and, and on the farm and the ranch and all of those things together were all about service. And so work became my love because my work was my uh, work was my love made visible. So I combined joining Boeing and then getting a chance to contribute to these Boeing airplanes to get everybody around the world was just fantastic. And then of course, I never thought I'd leave Boeing, but then I got a call from Bill Ford. I'm going, whoa, uh -huh. the great grandson of Henry Ford. And if you're into design and innovation, uh, he's uh, one of our heroes. And, so uh, I was just honored to be asked to, to join Bill and, and uh, not only help save Ford, but also create a very exciting, sustainable, and profitably going Ford for the good of all the stakeholders. So uh, every day I wake, I wake up and, and say, thank you, thank you, thank you for getting a chance to serve these two great American and, and global icons. Well, you've, you've used the two words working together a couple of times, both in the bio intro, of course, and then and you've, you've alluded to it here. Um, I believe that it's kind of one of those wonders of society that we need to shine a light on. And so it's a couple of ways to, to ask this question. We'll start with part one, and that's kind of the, the principles and practices of, of working together. So I've got something here for you. Uh, I think you might be able to speak oh, to this. So, yes. uh, you know, magic of the magic sauce here. So tell us a bit about these, uh, these principles, these kind of practices in essence of working together. Well, absolutely. Um, this is very fun. So uh, the principles and practices are what I really learned as I was growing up, as I shared. And it really it, it meant including everybody and having a compelling vision and a comprehensive strategy and relentless my certification plan. And so the whole idea is to create a culture that is skilled, it's healthy, and, it's, and, and everybody is motivated to, to the objective of the organization. So the first one is people first, love them up. Well, you know, we're, we're working with talented people from around the world, just using, using Boeing as an example. We have nearly 400, 500,000 people that are working on a new airplane of design. And they're talented, they're committing their life to, 
to uh, building these great products that are going to serve people. So it's really important that they are recognized, they're appreciated, uh, and they're thanked, and, and, they're, and you're there for them in every possible way. Including everybody means all the stakeholders, not only the customers, but all the, your suppliers, all your employees, uh, the investors, the bankers, uh, the communities in which you live, all the certification agencies. Everybody's included on the team. And of course, the vision, the strategy, and of course, the relentless implementation plan is the business plan review, which we'll talk about, where every week we get together with everybody around the world with all the stakeholders to review the vision and the strategy plan in the areas of special attention. Clear performance goals are really important uh, so that everybody knows what we're trying to accomplish and they know the status against those goals. Having one plan is important, the details. And most people, most organizations have many plans. Everybody's wondering what the plan is. So that's really important. Facts and data. We care about what you think. We care about your opinions. But we also want to know uh, what you're, what's the data that you're looking at. Because when we do have an issue that we want to work together, then we want to know what you're looking at so that we can move with confidence to solve the issue and, and turn the red to yellow to green. Then moving to the other side, expect the unexpected, expect to deal with it. Thank you, mom and dad. And the reason that's so important is that, that when you're creating a, a business and products and services people want and value with ever-increasing productivity, then you're going to have unexpected things happen because it's a, it's a creation process. And as, as we all know, engineering design is an interview process which you continue to include everybody and meet all of the objectives. And so you're going to have su surprises. You're going to have things that you didn't quite expect. So it, the attitude is expect the unexpected and expect to deal with them using this working together principles and practices. And of course, the most important thing is everybody needs to know the plan. They need to know the status. They need to know the areas that need special attention. So the reds now are not an issue. They are a gem. You say, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that because without knowing what the situation is, then you're managing a secret and you can't bring all of everybody's talent to help you work on it. And of course, you can imagine the mindset of propose a plan, uh, positive, find a way attitude. You know, uh, then what I love, one of the quotes I love from Henry Ford is, he'd say, if you think you can, or you think you can't, you know, you're probably right. <laughs> now, the reason that's so powerful, this is true, because if you don't have this positive can be attitude, you're not going to be able to turn the reds, the yellows, the greens in a, in a positive, uh, efficient way. Uh, respect each other, listen to each other, help each other, appreciate each other. Very complicated words, Dan, right? Very complicated, very sophisticated. You notice they're all things that we can see. So we all can see these behaviors and we all can help each other further develop these behaviors. And of course, emotional resilience is now very uh, easy because you trust the process of working together. So you're not by yourself, you're with the whole team. And you know that when you do have a red or yellow, that you're going to have everybody's help to turn the red to yellow to green. And you're not the problem now because you have a red. You're going to be part of the solution. Have fun. Enjoy the journey and each other. Now, uh, one corollary to this is that never a joke, never to end at anybody else's expense. And the reason is a joke is never funny at somebody else's expense. And people will go along to get along, but... From a working together point of view, if people feel like they're going to be a victim, then they're going to be very care careful and hesitant to share what the real situation is. 
So again, there's so much fun we can have without, <laughs> without making fun of each other. And so the most important thing is to really respect each other, include each other, and appreciate each other. Now, just a couple of things since you, we have this on the chart. The PGA at the bottom with a heart around it does not stand for Professional Golf Association. <laughs> it stands for Good. <laughs> Profitable Growth for All. And the reason that's important is that it's about making products and services that people want and they value with ever-increasing efficiency. So the revenues and the margins. And it's also about creating that value for all the stakeholders we talked about. And that's why it always works because you're including everybody, you're making products and services that people want and value. And they and you're also doing it in a very efficient and creative way with ever increasing you know, productivity. So uh, down on the right-hand side is, is, my, is a way, is my name and my airplane. And being an airplane designer, that's, I love my airplane. So yeah. when I, uh, whenever I would get through with a technical presentation around the world on, on the airplane, I'll use my example of the 777 airplane. I was in, uh, I'd always sit down and I'd draw my airplane. I start to write the equations of motion around it just to kind of enjoy myself. And so I finished their presentation to the chairman and the team of China Southern Airlines in Guangzhou, China. And I sat down, I drew my airplane and the chairman on the other side of the table said, ah, stop the meeting and said, Ah, Mr. Mullally, that's your sign. That's your chop. That's your bean. And I said, well, yes, sir, it is. I, I live to, to support you with the best airplanes in the world. And I said, what do you think? He said, well, this is the biggest decision that I'm going to ever make on our team and for the, for the good of, the, of our company. So I'd like you to sign uh, this contract uh, for the 777s with your airplane. Uh, just in your, in your signature. So I turned to the contracts and the lawyers and I said, so what do you guys think? And, and they turned to agree and they said, Mr. Lally, you cannot sign a $20 billion contract for triple seven airplanes with a doodle of a drawing of an airplane. So I turned around to the chairman and I said, what do you think now? He said, I'm only going to sign this if you, if you draw your airplane. So I turned to the contracts and lawyers and said, what do you guys think? And I said, you know, we really like your airplane. So those are the principles and practices uh, that I started developing when I was growing up and all the work experiences I had. And then I kept refining them when I, when I joined them. Uh, I love it. Uh, speaking of expect the unexpected, I think it was a year and a half ago where I, I got an unexpected voicemail from you after having read one of my books. And uh, I was like, Alan Mulally just left me a voicemail about one of my books. Talk about you practicing and preaching what you, uh, what you point out. Now, working together, obviously, is not just these uh, principles and you know, expected behaviors, but it's actually also a bonus for the world, a management system that incorporates these. So we'll, we'll take a kind of a, a bird's eye view of it first. Take us through what, what this means to you as you depict kind of working together as a management system. Well, Dan, really well said, because uh, the principles and practices uh, become who you are and uh, what you do, but you need a system on how to do that. It includes everybody. And that's why we call it the Working Together Management System. And, it, and on the slide here, you can see it has five elements, mm -hmm. principles and practices we talked about, which really get at the process that we're going to follow, as well as the expected behaviors. Then the governance process is our meetings, and that's the business plan review, 
with the creating value roadmap and then the special attention meetings we have on the areas that are red and yellow. And then and they're all scheduled. Every week we do the uh, business plan review and then once a week, we cover one of the other special attention, whether it's strategy, product or services, the, uh, uh, the quality and the process. And also the last one uh, in the month is everything about people. Mm-hmm. And the leadership team, of course, is so important that you have everybody on the team, everybody's included, and are all of the stakeholders represented by team members. So, and then we'll talk a little bit more about that. And then the creating value roadmap is the strategy for creating value that grows over time for everybody. And then the business plan review is where we review that strategy and plan in detail and determine the areas need special attention. And of course, the culture, our culture is really big. And two things about that is it's our culture, not somebody else's culture. We didn't read about it in the book. This is, this is who we are. It's what we do. It's why we do it. And it's how we do it. So it's everything from how we be as well as everything that we, we, we do. Now, if you move to the next slide, yeah, a little bit more detail uh, to your point, you can see the principles and practices are the behaviors and the process. And then the, the governance process are the meetings that we talked about, which are all scheduled. I've, I've only missed one business plan review in May, or 10 business plan reviews in maybe 40 years, 42 wow. years of doing this. And the reason is you just, all you do is connect in and you go through all of this, you're done in an hour and a half. And now everybody knows the reds and the yellows and we're all free to work together to turn reds, yellows, and greens. Of course, the leadership team uh, is not top down in command and control. This is all knowledge workers. And so it's coaching, it's facilitating, it's leading with humility, love and service, uh, with discipline, with stability, um, and also authenticity. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the most important thing then is to hold everybody responsible and accountable for following this process and the expected behaviors. And of course, it's all about growth. So you see down there that the performance management, stakeholder center coaching, that Marshall Goldsmith has pioneered for all of us, and all the stakeholders growing, uh, either individually and as as a team and an organization. And of course, that is all enabled by an attitude and a mindset of lifelong learning and continuous improvement. Now look at the creating value roadmap, which is fun. So there's a plot of profitable growth for all, and that and growth, profitable growth means revenue times margins. And our goal is, is to increase that over time. So it's a sustainable growing company. Because if you're not growing as a company, you're dying, and then you can't be delivering those wonderful products and services that people want and value uh, if you're not if you're not growing. So the strategy includes the product, the process, the people that we talked about and the profitable growth for all strategies. And you notice on the left-hand side, it's not just profits. Mm-hmm. I do. <laughs> it's, all, it's all the measures for all the stakeholders. So it's the employees, it's the investors, uh, it's the bankers. Uh, so everybody has measures. I remember one time, uh, Dan, when I first joined Ford, I asked him, so do you think what, the, what, our, uh, what our employees think is important that we know about how it's going in our company and everything? And they all said, oh, yeah. I, I said, well, uh, how should we fi- find out? And, and they said, oh, we can tell you. I said, well, I guess you could. This is the leadership team. But why don't we ask them? Right. We'll also put a blank line on it instead of just uh, numbers and say, I'd just like to say. And I mean, if you want to know what people think, ask them. But don't be asking them what they think if you're not going to deal with it. So the most important thing 
is that everybody knows the culture, they know the strategy, they don't know the plan, and you're continually getting feedback about how it's going because it's just going to get better and better. And then you can see the last item is the business plan review. And at the top of that, you notice weekly, weekly, every yeah. week, we're going to review the vision, the strategy, and the plan. We're going to review the business environment. And now, we're, and that means everything, the technology, the demographic, the demographics, everything around the world, uh, we're going to review from each member of the leadership team's perspective. So you can imagine after every leader gets through with their section, their strategy, the plan, and the business uh, environment, that we all know what's happening. So we're never surprised. So now we've built in managing change as a positive thing into the plan to uh, grow. And of course, the special attention means then at the end of the year, we've been working on this all year. So we've, we've taken off the first bar down there at the bottom and met the objectives. We put another bar out five years out. We discounted that back, that'd be 80% of the value and we're increasing it. And so that's the better plan. And because we're working on it all the time, it, it takes about five nanoseconds to approve the plan the next year. So there's no more uh, asking people this for stretch targets and things they, they don't know how to right. do that have a plan for. So again, we're really grounded on having a solid plan that we believe is going to deliver that, that value for all the stakeholders. So working together is in part, you know, obviously principles and practices, and also as you've now articulated, sorry, this management system, it, it really, Alan, goes nowhere unless there are leaders at the helm and a leadership team whom have that role and responsibility and thus the contribution to enact working together. So can you, I mean, places like Boeing and Ford, these are institutions, these are uh, household brands, and here you are implementing working together. So what is it that you you had to either retrain or teach or, or help leaders see to, to in, in, in essence, enact working together throughout the masses? Oh, yeah, I, this is just a great question. So the most important thing is to have the conversation with the entire team and all the stakeholders that you and I are having right now. Mm. So what are the principles and practices? What is the process? What are the behaviors? And why are we doing it? We need the hearts and minds of everybody because what we're doing is going to take all of our best talents to create these fabulous products and services that people want and value and continue to do it over time. So the first thing is, uh, I'd always sit down with every team, whether it's an airplane program or whether it's Boeing or whether it's Ford, and make sure that we go over all of these principles and practices and they understand them. Then probably the next thing is, is to uh, agree that we're going to follow the, this and we're going to have zero tolerance for violating the process, the meetings, and the behaviors and the way we treat each other, and the way we act. And then, of course, the last item is is to really hold ourselves accountable for it. So when we have somebody on the team is choosing uh, not to respect each other or go after somebody or explain to them how they don't understand, and, and then we just stop the meeting and we look at them and we look at the principles and practices. And then if it continues, I'll just give you one example. Uh, I'll follow a leader back up to his office. I'll get out these principles and practices where everybody has them on a card and they have them attached to their body. And, and I'd say, what do you think about that? When you went after that person today, did you notice how the conversation stopped? The whole, stopped the whole conversation. I'm like, yeah, but, but 
I said, well, you know why we're doing this. We need the hearts and minds of everybody. And he said, well, he said, I, I don't know whether I can do it, Alan. I, I, I know I'm rough and, and I build more con command and control. And, but I've been, I've done a great job for the company. You guys have promoted me. I'm a senior first person. I don't know whether I can change. And then I look at him and I say, um, I understand and, and it's okay. And I could see their eyes light up. Wow. Balance saying it's okay, but because I'm so important and I'm so needed that I'm going to be able to not treat people this way. Mm. And I say, no, and that's not quite what I mean by okay. I mean, it's okay because you're deciding that this doesn't work for you and it's okay. You're deciding to move on. Now, remember that first principle, we still love you. You're a human being and we wish you the very best. But if you'd like to, if you'd like to join and operate this way, we'll get your coach, we'll help you, the team will help you, but you need to decide. So think about it tonight, talk to about it with your family and, and whatever. Mm. And then tell me in the morning what you really want to do because we don't want to guess. And if you do want to stay, we'll get you the help you need. And if you don't, we just wish you the very best. And when the first ones came back in and said, I don't think I can do it, and we wished him well and I stayed in touch with him. And it was great. Then we, I had another leader and she liked to use uh, rhetorical questions in the meeting. And rhetorical questions are just not very working together because now you're you're being judged about the question and the answer and then she's going to explain it to you and show you how right. smart she is so i had the same conversation with her she went home came back next day and she said you know that's who i am i want to i, I want to remove this behavior i know it's not useful and i said that's great but the next business plan review i want you to share that with everybody so they can help you make this transition because you're you're going to be a great leader and she turned out to be one of the greatest leaders that I've ever worked with. So yeah. this, what I found is over the years that it always works. And the reason it works is because everybody is helping each other grow and develop and be the very best participant and be that they, they can be. But you have to hold ourselves accountable, following the process and the behaviors. And it's not like hard work or tough conversations because mm -hmm. you're doing it for all the right reasons. And you're still telling them at the end of the day, still love you and we wish you the very best. Quite extraordinary. You have uh, depicted a couple examples there of how you're employing working together as a leader to help others employ or not uh, the working together model itself, because you're exactly. taking you know, the words off the page and saying, look, this needs to become a systemic behavior. And I think it's just extraordinary. That's uh, those are really powerful. Exactly right, Dan. Um, one of the things that uh, before I was way too shy to reach out to you, I, I wrote a book <laughs> called The Purpose Effect, and I used one Ford as an example in the book um, that that really spoke to stakeholders. It's right back there in the bookshelf, Dan. Right there. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> okay, now I'm just going to be... That's why uh, I called you and left you the message. I'm going to be much redder than ever before. I'm red as a lobster due to my English upbringing, but that's another story. Um you, you have always thought stakeholders first within kind of the working together system itself. So tell us a bit about um, why working together and stakeholders, like thinking about everyone uh, is so critical. And it's the kind of like the effective, I would call it magic formula for creating the value uh, for all of those stakeholders. Great question. Think about this. 
every Boeing airplane has been a, a tremendous success, meaning that the airlines love it, they operate it, they've done well, they've created value for everybody that, that uses them around the world. And every airplane that we have designed, we have included the airlines in the development of the airplane. So we're looking at their world, we're seeing where the world's going. It used to be, it used to be hub and spoke where you fly a small airplane to a, a, a major city, get on a bigger airplane, fly to another bigger city, get on a smaller airplane, fly to where you want to go. Well, can you imagine the wonderful conversations we had when we were sharing the technology for a new airplane mm. that could now bypass the hubs and go point to point and connect every city pair around the world like a 777. Well, the airlines, they thought about that and they thought about that and it didn't take them very long. And they went, wow, this will change everything. Yeah. So they were part of the biggest decisions on every part of the airplane, the inside, the, the uh, adding more pressure, adding more humidity, more comfort, point to point, nonstop. And so uh, it's a wild success because they participated. Same way with the investors, same way with all the suppliers, we treated them the same way. Yeah. Same way with the certification agencies around the world, we include them every step of the way. So if you include all the stakeholders, and of course, starting with all the employees, then you, by definition, are going to create what people want and value, and you're going to do it in the most efficient way. That's just so compelling. But I, I love it because, again, you're ingraining in people, right, the thinking that, look, it's not just about us, it's we. So who is the we? And when you reach out and think about who the way is, it's such a more compelling leadership style right, right at the forefront. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, I could talk with you for hours. We've got three questions still to go through. So help me understand a little bit um, with working together and what I would call the kind of age of endless busyness and distraction and demands on leaders. So how does working together help a leader's need for things like responsibility or accountability, and then obviously getting the work done, execution and implementation? A great question. And look over on our chart. Yeah. The business plan review. Now, now think about that. Every week we're together. And every week I start out by sharing the vision, the strategy, and the plan, and the status. And uh, a summary that I, of I, that I see from all the data that we've all collected is the status. And then we then every member of the team goes through their part of the strategy, their part of the plan, and then the status, the red, the yellow, and green. And they go through also their view of the business environment. So if you have the IT person, they're, they're going over what's happening there. The engineering is doing the same thing. The legal people, communications people, uh, the uh, uh, human relations people. So we're watching the whole world move around and then we're looking for the risks and the opportunities and also to grow our plan, to minimize the risk and grow the opportunities. So we're actually managing the changes you're talking about. Because so, it is it's a very, very uh, complex world that's changing very rapidly. And so, and it's kind of back to expect the unexpected, expect to deal with it. Thank you, mom and dad. And so we are, we are incorporated as a positive thing to minimize the risk and capture the opportunities. And then we also have our special attention needs to deal with it. And then next week we're back in the BPR. And then also we're always developing that better pan 
land that we believe, looking down at the, at the probable growth, is going to grow the business for the benefit of everybody. So it's the system. We have a system. It's the how. And so all, you, all we're doing is following a very reliable system that we know is going to flesh out all this data and a process for dealing with it and always moving forward, not only for today, but always looking far, further out. We're going to create value over the long term. I love how you allude to that process that reveals itself, right? That's kind of the metaphor, right? Everyone in the canoe paddling together, uh, you have that language. And so everyone is accountable to one another. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and you, it's really fun because um, these things are, uh, there are a lot of things that are going on and, and people are soaking them in and stuff. And so you do this reliably every week. I've heard, I've had members of the team, a week later, a month later, a year later, go, oh, that's what you mean by that item. Oh, so what happens is this process and this system, this culture, then starts to influence people in a very positive way. And they move forward, almost like from the dark into the light, away from wow. the mother and extended family down, in the, down in, the, in the swamp, to move it in the light. And every person that I've work with this that's been associated with this working together if they change jobs or move to a different place and they can't find a working environment then they'll move on because they know what it's like to feel that that unbelievable satisfaction of meaningful accomplishment and being treated this way alan malali and working together lifters of fog it's fantastic <laughs> um, my, my penultimate question is about authenticity. And I think, you know, uh, in this case, you think of it as such importance. So tell us a bit about your thoughts on authenticity and, and what it means both to you and, again, uh, the working together model itself. Well, absolutely, Dan. It, and it's, it's such a fantastic two words, authenticity. And you have to wonder, why isn't it always authentic? Mm. Why aren't we all authentic, no matter where we are? Um, in any organization. And, and the reason is there are a lot of things, a lot of things that are going on. And the authentic really, really is the alignment between your beliefs and your values, things you can't see, and your behaviors that you can see. Mm -hmm. And you can imagine the more that you align who you are with, and, with your beliefs, values, and behaviors, and also what you do with those behaviors, then the more you're going to feel so comfortable being authentic and everybody is going to love it because they're dealing with the person that is authentic, that is living their beliefs and values with their behaviors. And of course, uh, it's not like a, a, a one shot deal. It's about continuous improvement and lifelong learning and the qualities that go with that. And that's the neatest thing about the system and following the system is that you continue to make, uh, continue to grow throughout your entire life, and you're always growing in an authentic way. Well, speaking of which, so the, the final question I can't leave without asking this: You've uh, often, uh, you know, divulged to me, uh, but also publicly, the notion of the integrated life. So using working together um, as a way in which not just to operate Boeing or Ford, but life. So I'd love you to uh, share wisdom from, a, from the perspective of how working together is, in essence, also uh, a life model. 
<laughs> that's, that's great. And I, I have one more slide. Yeah. I like to show. And of course, you know, I'm an engineer, so I make all my own slides. This, <laughs> this is one of my one of my favorites. Remember that mom and dad, they you know have an integrated life. Like so I kept asking, what does that mean? I said, and I remember my my mom or my dad saying, Well, honey, think about uh, your life and continue to think about it. And then think about all the aspects of your life. You know, and you can have your work life, you could have your family life, you could have your spiritual life, uh, your community life, your personal life. And and those are all real lives. And of course, the neat thing is, is that when you have one life, and that's your life's work, that now you have all of those integrated. And, and of course, uh, when you lead with humility, love, service, courage, discipline, resilience, and you also are thinking that's not a one-shot deal, and it's continuous improvement, and you're always being self-aware, and you're asking people how you're doing, and you know how they view you, you know how you are, and with lifelong learning, then you're going to just continue to get better and better and better. Now, the cool thing about that is that work now is not work. It is really your love made visible. And that's why I use the Gibran up, I quote up at the top. Yeah. Now you are who you are. This is your life and it's your life's work. And so it's what you love. I, I remember asking early on uh, a number of people, well, how how do I how do I do this? And a number of people shared with me, sorry about my parents, just look at your calendar, look at your schedule, and look what you're spending your time on. Because that's going to tell you uh, all the elements of your life and which what you think is really important. And then make a conscious decision. Are those elements of your life really important to you? And that they are, look at your schedule and make sure that you are paying attention in time. I'll give you one example. Some some people have told me well, I'm really struggling with my uh, my family life. It's really important to me. And I said, well, how's that going? Is it? Oh yeah, I I have a, a meeting uh, or a, a vacation plan with the family uh, next year in August. Yeah, you might want to look at your calendar today and maybe tomorrow because that's probably if that's really important to you, it's right. not be satisfied. So again, uh, in the morning, at night. Just look at your calendar and what you're doing. And, are the, and then look at your, just take a little drawing like this and put a little arrow out from each one of them and write down what you think is really important to you. And look at that and look at your calendar and talk to the people that are in your life that's important. And you, you'll pull this together and come together around one life and the life's working really quickly, I think. You are one extraordinary individual, Alan. Um, just a couple sidebar notes here. Um, first of all, thanks. It's such a privilege to uh, listen in on your wisdom and how you are now committed from a purpose-driven life perspective of sharing what you've learned and, and what you advocate for as it pertains to how people, leaders, others, organizations ought to be operating. It is just... Um, uh, top drawer stuff, as they say in England. Um, but also uh, fill you in on this um, as a personal note. Uh, not only do I have a lovely Ford Mustang Mach-E, thank you for that tip. So uh, that is one wonderful ride, I must say. But, um, you know, if you kind of look at uh, this uh, diagram we have on screen here, I'm in the throes of uh, writing my fifth book right now. And I'm uh, paying homage to you. Uh, the title of the book is Work Life Bloom. 
And I keep thinking every time I'm writing something about, well, what would Alan say here? What would he think about this? And when you have potentially have a chance to read the book, uh, I hope you're um, proud of what you've done because you've influenced me greatly uh, in, the, in who I think I am as a human being, but also certainly as I'm thinking about this next book. So thank well, you. Well, Dan, you're so welcome. And, and uh, congratulations. I, have, uh, I remember the first uh, book that I read of yours and I couldn't get enough of it. And <laughs> I've read all of them. And I, uh, if, if you like, I'd love to read it. And I know I'd love to endorse it because you really are on a wonderful journey and you're, you're doing great work and you're making a difference to a lot of people, positive difference. So my uh, congratulations to you and, and, and thanks a lot for, for, for what you're doing. Uh, well, right back at you, sir. Uh, hopefully we get a time for another one of these in the not too distant future, but uh, best of um, love to you and the family. Uh, please continue what you're doing. Thanks again for doing this today. Thanks a lot, Dan. All right, Alan. Thanks, thanks everyone. Okay. Cheers. Bye-bye.